Nothing takes a part of me. Hi, this is Machine Bolt Kennedy. And El Farto from 101.3 K-Pod, the Double D. We are 1997's sixth most popular FM team in all of Southern California. Maybe just Fan 9. We need to check the numbers. And you're listening to Middle-Aged Metalheads. Good evening. Welcome to another version of Middle Age Metalheads, the podcast. It is episode 99, I believe, tonight. We are going to do some Q&A from our listeners. I'm joined, as always, by my brethren in metal, John Harden, David Timoney, yep. and Michael Stamps. And uh, I'm excited, fellas. I, first of all, I love the Q&A. This, this is something I live for these episodes. Um, and oh, we've got some great questions. Cleaning so, out my whiskey glass here. Uh, okay. Uh, you're supposed to be prepared, David. It's getting a little that, dusty. That is it's, his preparation. It sits, it sits on my desk, right? And I don't, it's like, it's like a walk. It's a little, I don't it's a little it. dusty. Yeah. The yeah, puddle's sitting it. there winking at him until, oh, you're, you're, until it's uncorked. That's, he that's, ain't that's working. How, well, that's, like, how you, like, that's how you season it. I clean right. it like a priest, right? Like I pour the liquor into it, and then I use the liquor to clean it. And so, Father Timony, why don't you, yes, my Catholic, son. pick our first question? Well, can, do you mind if I set the groundwork for a second? Oh, please, I, by I all gonna, means. I thought you were done. We, yeah, yeah, why I should thought, we have order? Send it to listener Q and A. Well, right. all right, never mind. Carry on. <laughs> David, I was, so we have, uh, so what is it? 16 questions. I think 16, 17 questions. And I thought we agreed that it was going to be dealer's choice or maybe we have 19 questions that was going to be dealer's choice. And I think that's kind of cool that we will start because usually we go, uh, alphabetical or whatever, order we're going to go. So we would start with David because he's already been queued up. David gets to choose a question and ask it for each of us in the group. And I just think that's kind of cool to have, uh, have some order to it. So that was, that's what I wanted to lay down. So I laid it down now, David. All right. It's there for you to pick it up. He's laid it down like that band, whoever wrote a song called Lay It Down. I think it was Rat. Rat? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that would be Rat. Um, Uh, We we should, we should also stay here uh, as well. Here we are on uh, November 10th, 2021, episode 99. Uh, Tomorrow is Metal Lord's birthday. Nice. Thank you for remembering. Wow. Appreciate that. Nice. Yeah, uh, I, have, I, have, I have like a I have a second brain that reminds me her name's Sheree. But uh, <laughs> like, Colin and Tommy Aldridge sharing a cake one That's more a- year. <laughs> That's, That's right. right. Just ribs eating that, of the gong. Eating that cake outside for years. I think it's gonna be a carrot cake. Oh yeah. Ooh. David. Lots of fiber. How about a question? Um well I mean, since we're talking about rat. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. That's what we were doing. Well, I, I, I was. I was. Um, I'm going to start with question number six. Uh, some of these have uh, attribution and some of them do not. Uh, but I'm going to begin with this one. As middle aged metalheads, we've all seen our favorite bands at their peak in the 80s, let's say. What is it like to watch them age and keep up with the hustle? Am I the only fan that finds it, in most cases, just very sobering? Hmm. Yeah. Mm. Now, I think Rat is not necessarily (laughs) the best best instance of a band on a hard decline. Because Pierce still sounds pretty great. Does he? Yeah, he does. And... Uh, you know, I, I want to say at this point now, with a lot of these bands, we're 35, 40 years down the road. It's no longer 
a sobering experience. I think I think maybe ten years ago you started to see the chinks in the armor on on some of the uh, on some of the bands, and and then you're like, oh, we're getting old, and they're they're older than we are. Now it's almost expected that the band's going to be a little creaky, and it's a pleasant surprise when they're not. I would agree with you, John. I will say, though, I am a little more sobered depending upon what version of the band is is in front of me. Like, we're all excited next year for Iron Maiden's tour, right? We believe it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to get you're going to get everybody you want in in Iron Maiden. You're going to get more than you want because we get Janik and we don't want him. So you're going to get everybody in Iron Maiden. (laughs) Fuckers. I'm sorry. Right. So but other bands, but other bands now are so reduced in original members. To me, that is sobering. When I see a band and I'm like, that's that's it. I got one guy and the rest is all. Re- that's that does make me feel it makes me long for the days when the band was complete as I knew them. Yeah. And you take yeah. a band like Dawkins, even though they only have one guy, that one guy's voice is shot. Oh, it's awful. so it's like they'd be better off if they had no original members at this point. Honestly, I agree. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, that's, like a, quite that's a really good example. Hey, Quiet Riot's another example. I mean, no offense to Rudy, we had him on the show and we love him. When I saw them before um, with the, uh, I can't remember the, the other singer that they had at the time, um, the guy from James Durbin. Yeah, Dizzy thank you, Pearl. James Durbin. Um, it just, it just, Pearl. It just, it just didn't work. I was like, oh, yeah, that's not Quiet Riot. That's that's some yeah. version of that band. Yeah, um, but but I, I I think to like the to the listener's question here, I think you know, yes, because we have seen them in their prime. Um, that uh, you know, th- th- there's bound to be like a little, little disappointment when we, you know, b- and again, we probably have the same sort of experience when we're like, you know, we're rocking out ourselves at the house, and then we look in the mirror and go like, "Fuck, why is my dad rocking out? This, this is, this is wrong. <laughs> this is, this is. Put your shirt back on, there, dude. Uh, it's just a, it, it's a little sort of." Uh, to, to the listener's question, like a little sober, and it's kind of like, yeah, we are all kind of getting up there, and and it and, and it is bound to be a little disheartening and disappointing and disillusioning when you you see some of the the, the great artists uh, that we we grew up with and we loved and we still follow um, on record when you see them on on tour, and they just can't do it. They just, it, it, you know, and, and again, Don Dawkins, a case there too, his voice is kind of fading. Uh, he can't hit those notes. He can't, he just can't do it. And of course, like the the sad case of, uh, of Vince Neil too, is like one of those things where it's like, shit, this, this train wreck just keeps going on and <laughs> on and on and on. But, but, but to that point, you know, it, it, it's, it's, awesome to like see some of these dudes out there who as john pointed out too who were like a little bit older than us who were like in great shape and like putting on great shows i'm not even gonna say kiss but i said kiss so everybody drink right he's just looking for reasons to drink all these dudes are like pushing 70 well except for tommy and uh uh, and eric but uh you know Shit, they're still out there doing. I saw Paul Stanley, you know, just you know, a couple years ago, and it's like he still had like a lot of energy. Dude, can you imagine being Gene Simmons figuring out where the makeup stops? (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? Where the makeup? There's no line. Where like that's the the next book. 
<laughs> where the makeup, where the makeup stops. stops. Second chin down. But well, uh, I mean, you know, we, the, we, thing we is, like, the, the thing that it makes me think of is, do you remember when, when the movie uh, The Wrestler came out? Yes. And just yeah. uh, that movie hit me in a lot of ways. And the primary way is like, if you gay, you know, if you let your gaze linger too long, you know, a lot of these folks are just, they're just humping for the man. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, I don't want to say it's pathetic, like, like, in a, not in a judgy way, but it's like, you know, this guy's like, or a girl or whoever is like, they're getting up in the morning and they're like trying to get their act together and they slog out on stage and then they come off stage and put their stuff away and go sell yeah. some shirts and like pull a roll of bills out of their pocket. Yeah, it's just, you know, though, I, I think the flip side to that, David, and we spoke about it on that episode right before we talked to Sarzo was, you know, they may not be crushing it money wise, but a lot of these guys have had enough of a career and have enough songs that even if they are playing the tour circuit or the cruises or, you know, whatever, whatever it may be, the festival circuit on, on these small festivals, if that's their job, if your job is just to get up and play guitar and have a crowd that's there to see you play that song, that's not so bad. No, like if, you're, if your job is an hour a day on a stage and then, then it's on to the next town or you get your 45 minutes, it could be worse. Yeah, yeah I agree. No. I agree. I've got a friend who's a, who's a professional musician. I mean, a lot of friends. But this one guy I know. And you'll see him. Uh, he is a well-known, you know, in the jazz world. Everybody knows this. <laughs> and you will see him playing, you know, in one video, he's on stage with the Art Ensemble of Chicago. Cecil Taylor, like, big names, like, well-established players. He's a well-established player. His own. But then on a Saturday morning, if you're on the subway, you might see him dressed up as, like, a revolutionary solar going to, soldier going to play flute in Old City in front of the Betsy Ross house. Yeah. And then you might see him like heading to like a small bar gig to play with a trio, and you just think to yourself like, "This is the life this guy he's he's loving this. He is yeah. love." And I decided a long time ago like I'm not that guy. I'm not pumping for twenty bucks here, a hundred bucks there. Like, yeah. I'm not I'm not living that life. But you're right. It's like if if your job is you wake up and play music, you know. And I know guys who would ra- they'd rather go play in a cover band than have a job. Then have it like a, a nine to five. Yeah. And, no. And again, as a listener put it, that like that's the hustle. But like for for all the for all those examples of the, those aging rock stars and stuff that we're like we're still glad to see and we're we're a little humbled, you know, to like see them not you know at their peak level uh, uh, when they were in their golden years, as it were. But like you know, Kip Winger or, or, or like uh, his band or tesla whom i've seen recently um or or bruce dickinson you know, like these are guys who are like really still kind of like at like really like high grade level they're 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 not giving you some sort of like watered down sort of sad you know fat elvis version of their former selves there's they're they're still bringing their a game um yeah. and, and again that's and again we saw guns and roses this year and it's like shit, like Duff and Slash and and Axel, which is yeah. really kind of strange just, to say. They're just um, like us, they take out their teeth one row at a time. 
<laughs> there you go. Uh, so, David, you got uh, you got the first question, so you get to ping it back to uh, the next person. I want to go to to, to the Metal Lord, Colin Bosler. Oh, okay. With right. question, or, or, or I... Colin, Colin gets to pick the question. He sure does. <laughs> I am going to take. I want to scroll down here. Uh, I'm going to take question number 17. What is your favorite episode of Middle Age Metalheads? Which, by the way, that's from uh, Brendan on Facebook. I love the fact that they that Brendan asked us uh, about because we were about to hit 100. And that, yeah. uh, by the way, if you if you, I, I'm going to do this is this is a just a, a, a promotion that I, I have to get out there because I'm pretty proud of us. I got to be honest. If you scroll down and you started 99 work back, we've had some really cool episodes that I've enjoyed recording. So when I saw this, I thought, boy, it is hard to pick a favorite. But I will tell you that I probably like the ones the most when we draft our concert, uh, our, our festivals, or uh, or or select. Uh, we did a, uh, you know, create your own band where you put together the different players. I like the ones where we get to build something. The the building episodes are cool because you come away with a, like when John did our posters, you come away with an idea in your head of what your festival would look like or this band would look like or whatever. Those are those are probably my favorites. Michael. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I I totally agree. And and uh, again, yeah, it's, it's now like shit three years we've been doing this at least you know from from the start with david and uh you know i I, i'm gonna say here because like i'm i'm a i'm a like a like a like a like a bitch sentimentalist i would say like early on we had these uh these episodes where we'd ask like our sort of like satellite friends like come on and like tell us about like their early sort of like uh you know their, their their love it first sting sort of like heavy metal moment like their gateway drug heavy metal moment and we did colin bosler and he was telling us a little bit about uh uh screwing for vengeance and then we had this dude that i knew from so long ago john harden uh tell us about def leppard and funny how things have changed and and again (laughs) i am i'm i'm for that again and it's like it's and, and we again this this is this is the sustained uh, partnership team uh, uh, effort and uh, for those episodes I think you know when I when I go back and listen to them it's kind of like fuck could you imagine going from like episode like mm, twelve to like here we are almost one hundred so uh, again to uh, to my friends John Harden and 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 the metal lord Colin Bowser it's like just just so much gratitude so much love and just uh you know and to 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 get us all here it's like because you go back and you listen to like those early episodes and (laughs) you can recognize there's a little bit of uh contrast there it was a little (laughs) going from a tricycle to like now we're like humvee level so again friends thank you and again david all to you as well david what would you be your answer after after Mike's heartfelt sentiment? Oh, there you're like, shit. I like episode. Yeah, that's hard. That's hard to follow, Jeez. man. <laughs> no, it's not that. Hard. Tears in our eyes. He's <laughs> Sorry, he's, guys. He's drunk. Um, no, I'm not. Yeah. You know, I, I was gonna say, I think as a as a theme, as I think you you two have mentioned, kind of themes of episodes. I think as a theme of an episode, I really like it when we bring bands in. Uh, for two reasons, really. It's always great to find out how cool people are. 
You know what I mean? Every guest we've had on is just so kind of effusive and humble and cool and has some insight to provide. And for me, if I didn't like your music before, I will like your music once I meet you if you're cool. I have no problem with that at all. Um, and I think those are the cool episodes for me. They really kind of open up a door. And the fact that we've had folks like JJ French and Rudy Zarzo on the show, and just as if it's any other t- any other day, just shooting the breeze with friends, such cool folks. Mm-hmm. As far as like individual episodes, I think I have to go with the uh, the Kiss solo albums. <laughs> okay, yeah, that, that was going to be my answer too. Dave. Okay, oh, then, like, then then why don't I kick it over to you? You 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 go. No, ahead. I I like that episode, and I like the Elder uh, yeah. episode a lot. Uh, today's the 40th anniversary of the Elder, by the oh, way, and Too Fast for Love. Yeah, Too Fast and Too Fast for Love. Yeah, but I I think both I like both of those episodes for kind of the same reason as a theme maybe of they're kiss albums that have been largely ignored by the general public but mm-hmm. but we were able to take them and because we like them turn them into an hour and a half for two hours of, of entertainment that i i thought both episodes turned out really well i i thought it was interesting the way we broke apart on the solo episode mm, i agree and yeah. each took an album and each came at it from our our separate point of view, but it still felt like a cohesive episode with the four of us. And I like the Elder episode just because most people hate it. And and here's <laughs> here's four, four guys that actually enjoy it. Uh, and 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 we Too just much. ran it through top to bottom. You know, we, yeah. we we've got our buddy Dan Kennedy, and it's like that episode made him start listening to the elder. He hadn't listened to it before and he was thankful for it afterwards. So it's now like, if it that turns whole podcast on just based on the, thank episode. you, Hollywood, yeah. Hollywood, Dan. Thanks Hollywood, Dan. You're uh, welcome. But you know what I mean? If, if, if the elder episode turned one person on to that record, who's never heard it, our work is almost done. Yeah. Now, n- now there's eight people out there. Who yeah. are <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, listen. I mean, that's the kind of energy we're going to need for the uh, the 24 hour marathon 100th episode. So, keep bringing it. <laughs> Excellent. And, and 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 again, as as always, too, just like putting out some more some cred and some dat for folks. But like, yeah, John and David, they do all the production and stuff. So like really that episode John. obviously took like a little extra sort of like uh, care. To like put together and that was that was pretty cool and you know the, the other sort of like standalone episodes i would point to would be like you know the the, the listening sessions that we do and i think we, we started that with the the first kiss record too to like you know extend a theme there and we we learned a lot about like what happens around the back door <laughs> and yeah know. or the corner of the room Yes, and so like we're gonna episode one will be dressed to kill or hotter than hell. No, it won't Maybe. be. So, uh, Colin, you're gonna pitch the the one to to John. John's questions next. Well, All I get right. to choose between John or you, but oh, sure. okay. Oh, we've chosen John, so there you go, John. You're next. I'm j- I'm right. looking at it. I'm, I'm looking at it as going following the 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 the, the sort of like squares on the screen that i'm well, your screen is different on i'm yours. gonna go okay. to some to some uh ground that we've tread on now and again 
Uh, question eight, Athena on Instagram asked, what's the group's opinion on Motley Crue and what's your favorite album? Wow. Colin. Yes. You start this. <laughs> well, those are those are my boys. That's that's my number one band of all time, which I've said many times. Um, although I, I will tell you. a new license plate. Uh, now I'm not getting rid of my Zach Wild license plate. He's got a Zach Wild license <laughs> that's plate. That's really. Come on, man. I appreciate the fact that you didn't drive your car to that show, so you didn't I get was, mobbed. I was really. I, I thought about like, it. It's a Ford Escape. Who's who's in there? That's right. I was thinking about it, but no. Um, I to me, Motley Crue is always in my head as what I remember them, and, and when I really started to admire them, Shout of the Devil is by far my favorite Crue release. Um, I will say this echoes back a little bit to that other question we just asked about. What do they look like now and how are they doing now? And I'm a little nervous about this summer coming up. Well, let's assume I ever see them again because we've now had that three summers and this next summer will be a third summer in a row. This is supposed to happen. So we'll see if that actually does happen. But every time I seem to see Vince now, he it's just it's over the way he looks. He just looks like he can't do it anymore. But uh, I still in my head, every time I put a Motley Crue album on, it's still the 80s. It's still my my crew and, and the guys that I really admire. Yeah, yeah. Mike? Um, yeah, I'm going to say, like, um, John, you probably put it best in, uh, in the sense that, like, if you were to just sort of, like, boil down Motley Crue's oeuvre, like, their whole body of work and stuff, it'd be, like, it'd be a really cool Greatest Hits record. Um, but, but at the same time, I like a lot of their, like, deep cuts and stuff, and certainly, I, I you know, my, my first uh, taste of them was... You know the MTV era with uh, the looks of kill and uh, too young to fall in love, and of course the the shove the devil record, which had you know it, it tapped into like all that sort of like edgy sort of satanic panic bullshit, piss off your parents sort of like vibe, and you know they 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 did that really well. Did they rip off a lot of Kiss? Uh, yeah, they totally did, which is like cool. That go for that. You know, Kiss wasn't doing it anymore, as far as that goes. And uh, you know, and again, like another song, another question is going to ask, like, what are, our, are some of our favorite lyrics and stuff? But like, Nikki Six is like a really good songwriter. He writes some really interesting, thoughtful songs. If you if you listen to the if you look at the lyrics and, as you listen to the songs and stuff, so. He, he's kind of like the brains behind the band, even though he is just <laughs> otherwise the bass player. Uh, David often refers to the Blackie Lawless, you know, reference like the tools of ignorance, like which, uh, you know, which is like the catcher and the and who, who has to play the, the role of catcher in baseball. But uh, my my favorite record, though, I think the one that I always listen to, like T to B, is like the one that's. Uh, 40 years old today, Too Fast for Love, which, uh, again, is like a really, uh, again, if you, if you go back and you read Dirt or if you listen to the, you know, any of the documentaries and stuff, it's like a really strange record, by the way, because of the way it was sort of like uh, managed and produced and stuff, you know, how the band was like kind of put together. But uh, those songs, they like, for me, you know, go back to like eighth grade, listening to them. I had like a dub from somebody from school, probably Pat Denise and stuff. And it was like, shit, this is so much better than, uh, in, in, a, in a lot of ways for me, I just love the songs a lot more than, uh, 
you know the, the whole complete business of like uh, shout out the devil which for me just seemed to like have some some hits and then like a lot of like dead wood but uh i don't know i i, I love botley crew maybe not as much as colin that would be really hard but uh i don't know david what do you think you know what? It's, crew experience. it's a tough call for me to be honest with you. I know it's going to sound stupid. I think their best record for me is a toss-up between Too Fast for Love and Shout at the Devil. But when I think back to the record that made that like has the most nostalgia for me and was on heavy rotation when really like formative things were happening in my life it was theater of pain wow okay because like like smoking in the boys room i look back and i'm like what a stupid idea for a song you know brownsville station was like loving that but honestly when i think back like i would sit like in the in the practice room where my band used to play in high school there was a piano outside the room, and I would sit down, and I learned "Hope Sweet Home," you know. And mm-hmm. the dr- you could hear the drummer in the other room would like play along while I was in there, and like just like really cool moments in my life happened during Theater of Pain. It's not a great record, but it's at a landmark time in my life that I I really appreciated that album. Yeah, see, I, I think that's that's where we all come back to. It's like you know, if if we if we're like, you know, just who's Motley Crue and then like you you sit down and listen to Theater of Pain like I don't get it it's like well you had to you had to be there you really had to be there and again this is another one of those records where I think it was the Home Sweet Home video that you've got uh, Nikki Six like falling down and crawling across the stage at one point or something and it's reminiscent and all all the girls lifting up their shirts yeah yeah and that that is like it just captures that period in time so well yeah, and, and, and again, so like we, we could like pinpoint a, like a couple other things as far as Motley's influence was like, yeah, definitely like you definitely want to like have a power ballot on your record because that sells units. Also the sense too, like Motley Crue's like, you know, they, they were able to like, um, you know, kind of change up their look from album to album, which is kind of Kiss-like in a way, in the sense that like they, they try to change up their, their persona. And uh, I, I was going to point to that, Mike. Yeah, okay. I, I, as far as my album, I'd go, I'd go shout at the devil. But to me, their music is sort of like a, a long, slow slide to the middle, where it's like diminishing <laughs> returns. Every every album yeah. is like a little bit less than the last. But it, the the point of you saying is they're they're able to change up their image every album, kind of like Kiss. I like Motley Crue from afar. I almost like them more as people than I do their music. I find mm. them interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. They they had yeah. personalities that were that were almost beyond their music. There was a there was a while where Tommy Lee was everywhere. And yeah. and like you said, Nikki Six is a very interesting person. He just you know, he Absolutely. just put out an album last week. Or sorry, a book. Uh, called the first 21 and and to Colin chagrin he did a long interview with Eddie trunk but it was great <laughs> I, it was yeah. it was it was a two-hour interview where is that on vault that's on volume right or you it was on serious yeah it was on it was on uh, on volume on Eddie's show and yeah. 
you know, half of it was Eddie interviewing Nikki Six, and half of it were the fans doing a Q&A with Nikki. And the dude is just interesting. Yeah, no. He, Do he, I he, love their music? Eh, it's fine. You know what yeah. I mean? We've seen them a bunch of times. It's always a good time. They're never going to be one of my favorite bands, but um, I like them. Yeah, no, and, and again, they, they they have like totally great songs too, like very distinct sound, and just, and again, they 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 manage to like make each member of the band like a, a like a distinct character. Yeah, and the but, Dirt is probably the most entertaining rock biography ever. It's pretty good, right? It's, it's real good. It's, it's pretty, yeah, it's it's pretty up? good. Yes. Um, Mr. Stamps, I, I guess it's up. me, and I, I get to cheese stands my, alone, Michael. I get to choo- choose my question. The cheese stands alone. That makes me the cheese, I guess. Um, I'm gonna pose the question to you, gents, here from number two here. Thanks to Joey uh, from Facebook. So, uh, what are your favorite lyrics from metal bands, metal songs? I guess I'm gonna extrapolate this out, and why? And I'll throw that down to David first. Like, so, oh, like, really? what, 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 what do you, what do you like? About, <laughs> oh, well, let's let's get it started with Colin first. So, all right, then well, da- is, David can ruminate. Colin's area. Well, all right, so like, the Colin, do the lyrics of a song like matter terribly to you? Hell yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, uh, right, and so, I, and I'll, I'll tell you why because I think that has something to do with the effort and the quality of a song. If you like. I will tell you flat out, most of the Kiss lyrics are terrible. We love on Kiss all the time. But if you listen to the lyrics, they are dreadful lyrics. They are they are grade school written with a crayon lyrics. I mean, they really are. I like lyrics. So, so, so what, you, what you're saying then is like they they don't like have like sexual imagery or like well, they have, ask they have, you to like eat it like a piece of cake what do you mean yeah. they're they're full of innuendos and bad puns i and, see that and, man eat a piece of cake again. put my log in your fireplace uh-huh. is not what you're looking for uh, it's terrible that's just juvenile i like lyrics that paint a nice a nice a, a good strong picture like the sentinel like you can see when you listen to the, the sentinel by Judas Priest. By Judas oh. Priest. Okay. David, oh, Jesus. I'll give it a nice. Welcome to the welcome yeah. to the heavy metal podcast, baby. Ninety nine episodes in Judas who? <laughs> what? You can uh, you can guy, you can, guy's a you, can a metalhead? you can you can see the knives right flying out. You can you can yeah. you can feel in your in your you see in your mind and almost feel them dying. Like you know what's happening there. I like. I like lyrics that that make you there's a there's a there's a content to them. Um, I also wrote down. I was making some notes. All the fools sailed away. What a oh, pretty shit. song with great lyrics. Just it, it it gives you it just it, it it adds such a level of texture to these songs. That's what I want. And I know it's not metal. I know it's not metal. But I'm going to throw one more in there that I was listening to the other day. I really can't find too many songs where I wouldn't change a word. I was listening to Smuggler's Blues by Glenn Fry. And that, bear bear with me. You, man. That, that, if you Tell listen me you to were playing lyrics, GTA and this was an accident. Was, was this like car. a Miami Vice episode? Yeah, I was, it was in my car. I have, have it on my flash drive. I have it on my flash drive. It's on the drive. It's on the drive. If you listen to, it was S-Day. If, if you listen to those lyrics, though, everything fits perfectly. It tells the entire story. So that's what I look for. Is I want to yeah, have the no. lyrics... Tell me, you know, paint me the whole picture. Give me everything in your mind. And to me, that's a sign of quality and a sign of intent. 
if you're just gonna scribble shit down and say well you know what this sounds okay <laughs> just yeah, i guess whatever who cares then i'm just like ah where was the effort you you you've mentioned this before colin too that like someone in your family was like a country western singer and stuff and that you you enjoyed like the the stories that the songs exactly. told the yeah, narrative. My father, my father played country music for years, and I love the stories in country music. I love how they yeah. paint a picture, and so the, yes, the lyrics to me matter very very much. Yeah, no, it's cause, because it's it's part part of the story. It's because it right. helps kind of like carry the music. And okay, no, I, I dig that. Uh, John, you got anything to add to like? So besides like Judas Priest, Colin, were there, were there like any sort of like bands or? Uh, particular lyricist that you sort of like follow. <laughs> I did, yes. I was gonna like because I'm gonna follow up with John. Wow. <laughs> I think I I think I've made my point and had my time at the moment. okay. All right, John. John, add, add to that then. Like, I, I think I'm between David, uh, who doesn't like lyrics at all, and Colin, who embraces them fully. To me, I think it depends on the band. Uh, if it's something like Iron Maiden, I'm all for complicated lyrics. And I love when they do their long historical epics and they're, they're telling, telling stories uh, from start to finish, like Colin mentioned. At the same time, I have no problem pulling up a seat at the table for something like Poison, where the lyrics mean nothing. Uh, you know, <laughs> no, where it's just nothing but a good time. And, and You can look, but you can't touch. Uh, their lyrics <laughs> suck. But the songs are good, so I, you know what I mean. I, 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 there's room for both. I think it depends truly on the band, and it depends on who's writing them. You know what I mean? It, it's, uh, you know, you mentioned Nikki Six's lyrics. They have some songs that are pretty interesting. They also they have do. some songs that aren't. Oh um, yeah, they, they could be. They could be. They could be totally dumb. At it times. could be the same band. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I there's definitely going to be songs that you gravitate to if you do like the lyrics. Like, uh, you know, with me, Maiden is that band. Like, a lot of their songs tell full stories that are that I enjoy. <clears throat> Wasp is another good one, by the way. Blind in Texas, great lyrics, great yeah. picture, right? You can see the guy drinking at the bar. You know exactly what he's doing at the time. Blackie Wallace can write a good song. Plus, yeah. they have the little radio play in there in the middle of it. Yeah, absolutely. What I'm saying exactly. <laughs> it's, it's all it's all the nice picture. I'll paint that for you. You know, David. Uh, you know, I, I David perverse Steve Vai. What? There's no lyrics. No Joe Zatriani. <laughs> you know what? I'll tell you the, that that first major Steve Vai release, um, Flex Flexible. Flexible. The 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 lyrics on that record are are, are quite good. It's not all instrumental. All right, uh, but I will I will go to my favorite band. Anyone? Celtic Frost. Celtic, Celtic Frost. Frost. I will go to Celtic okay. Frost. They um, I can appreciate a band who manages to insert in what may be seen as a, a, a kind of a simplistic style, um, very complex and deep and uh, lyrics that that conjure up lots of imagery. Right, so. My favorite, probably one of my favorite Celtic Frost songs is The Usurper from Two Megatherion. Lend me your steel-bearing hand so I may reign the jewel throne. My soul feels the gods demand as the lost kings uphold my side. Like, really, like, kind of mythological uh, ideas and stories. Are I mean, that record, if you read the lyrics, whether or not you like the music, read through the lyrics of the Two Megatherion songs. 
Um, and, and they're really deep. They're really good. And they managed to put them into music that is challenging to, to be understood at times, right? Um, the, the other record I think of is, uh, is uh, the, the song that I think of is Mesmerized. And that's, uh, that's from Into the Pandemonium, right? You who, like the moon at night, haunt my mortal heart. You who made these ancient walls shine like divine marble. Like, really deep and, and imagery-rich mm-hmm. uh, lyrics. And the way he sings those, like, very more, in a very kind of mournful way as well. Um, and the fact that he, he barely speaks English. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get, get a little bit of credit there. Um but that's, you know, I love that when the obituary busted out Circle of the Tyrants uh, the other night. You know, we were jumping around the pit singing, and, and it was freaking awesome. So that's what I'm That is to. awesome. Yeah, and, and I would say, like, you know, as, as far as the lyrics go, it's like, for for most of us who, who, who don't play musical instruments, don't have that ability, or don't, you know, practice that, it's like, this is how we tend to, like, participate with the band with the performance whether we're listening to it at home or we're within the show it's like we we know the words and then we recite them in in in, in our own particular way and uh so it, the ones that sort of like sink in it become like more powerful are like the ones that you're just like man they're, they're not just like singing nothing but a good time they're like they're making you think as as the as david said there you know they're there's something I don't know. I am a obviously a professor of literature, so like this is kind of like my gig and stuff. And it's like I didn't get this way, you know. Here I am, 50 years old, by accident. I got here by like paying attention to like metal lyrics, which is so fucking weird. But uh, you know, the, the, you, so you pay attention to like the words, whether the words are like. How does this song like you know touch me emotionally, or how does it touch me intellectually? You know, so I'm I have to like always go back and like pay homage to like Neil Peart, Rush. It's like you know you, you whatever you care about like uh, Rush's music. It's like the thing that carries it is like the thing that he brings to it is like the lyrics, the the stuff that like drives the song. Or, or bands like Queensryche, too. It's like their songs are not like just sort of like, let's just make noise and stuff and like throw in extra words and stuff about like licking it up or laying it down or something. There's like <laughs> there's like a lot of thought in there. And it's it's, it, it's sort of like attuned you in a way for shit like, uh, like critical analysis and just sort of like thinking about things and, and and as Colin was suggesting too is like appreciating like narratives and stories that are imaginative or is this your next intro to lit course no metal uh, lyrics. i don't know Heavy i don't metal know lyrics. what what what, what what one of these days david we'll, we'll we will we will do this honors class which will be called uh you know uh what are we going to call it <clears throat> rock of ages oh uh, oh, he loves that oh, title. Uh, I was, you know, every time somebody says "Rock of Ages," all I remember is going over to my buddy's house, and he had one of the remember those air-powered organs that had like a little delay. You like push the button, it's like <laughs> right, little reed <laughs> organs. And I open up a book because I could read music, and it was, and he's got like the songbook there, and it has "Rock of Ages," 
and I'm like, oh, Rock of Ages. And we had just been listening to Def Leppard, and it's the hymn, Rock of yes, Ages. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> where the pun comes from, of course. But uh, again, like I and I, I can't, uh, you know, appreciate, uh, you know, certain metal bands enough for like, you know, the, the, the thoughtfulness that they put into their lyrics in those cases. And so like when I listen to like shit stuff, you know, like there's a question here about Bullet Boys. There's a question here about Britney Fox. Well, don't, don't. Sell the sizzle. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And, I, and, I, and I love that stuff as well. But like, yeah, they're, they're, not, they're not getting me viscerally. They're not getting me intellectually. But like. It's not moving your you know, pelvis. Some of these other bands. I was listening to like uh, uh, Kick Axe's uh, I Remember oh, the other geez. night. And it's like, so go and listen to that. You just yeah. call up your little, you know, bot device. It's like whoa that is a thoughtful song it's a little meta metal song because it's, it's like all about like, it has like all these allusions to like music from the 60s and 70s and stuff and kick ass so what, what, have, what have we gotten through four questions yeah. yes and, and so we're gonna <laughs> and we're gonna we're, 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 we're gonna we're gonna push on here and uh gonna shove it back to we're back Dave. to me i think Oh, we're back uh, to David. Okay. Um. No, um. I'm again. Like, I'm going here. by like my squares. Oh, yes. yes. Top, right, of, top of the order. Yeah, so, gentlemen. so back, back to David. So, David, like, uh, what's your next question here? My next question. I'm going to go with uh, you know. I it's a shame. There's there, some people throw these up there and they didn't put their names. I like to. I'm, I like to. Can I ask one connect? favor? Yeah, I'm sure. going to do number. I'm going to do number three. Can you not take number three? Oh, I was going to do number three, but I can wait. Okay. I can skip number three. Well, I have an intro to number three. It's all, it's all prepped in my head. Will it be a scream? Uh, Ronnie James fucking Dio. The lyrics of a song, the lyrics of the man. No, no, we end it. The man. Neil Pert, Ronnie James Dio. Holy crap. Steve Harris. No more words. Shit. John no Keats. Words. I'm done. <laughs> wow. David, pick. Quickly. You can do three. Right. Go ahead. <laughs> just say something. <laughs> the laughing gesture from Instagram asks, I "Can handle, you review Britney Fox?" Yes, please. <laughs> Can we do a Britney Fox listening party, please? Oh hell no! Oh come on! There's so much fun. Does everybody want to? Can we just want to go around the horn and we could just do sound bites of our thoughts on Britney Fox? <laughs> yes, I've always, I've always like, liked them. I, I they're very C- Cinderella esque to me. Uh, you know why? Because they're just like Cinderella. I, I to because this, they put, were formerly in Cinderella. Okay, you put girls' school on now. I will scream that at the top of my lungs and sing along. It's a great song. I wow. love. I love. And some and some of the other Britney Fox songs <laughs> that are albums that came out later. I'm I have stuck with them. Enjoy they Britney had other Fox songs. Album. They had other albums. Yes. Holy hell. They, they bite they, down hard. Bite down hard is a great album. They, they 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 did they did have a hit with uh, something called House of Pain, which was also a song that Faster Pussycat put out too. But like, who cares? Because that's exactly what you expect from Britney Fox. They're like a, they're totally a clone of Cinderella because two of the four members used to be in Cinderella, um, and th- their outfits. Okay, I get that. Um, it's cool to like be sort of upper crust, 
And that's also a great sort of band. If you want to see yeah, upper crust. I, if that guy would have affected, if the bass player would have affected like a British accent in interviews, I would love Britney Spears. <laughs> that's the thing. So like, so everybody go check out Upper Crust. <laughs> the Upper they're Crust. Like, they're, they're, they're like, they're Eric, great, Eric they're, tell they're, us about your, tell us about the next record. He's like, oh, yeah, mate. <laughs> so freaking I don't know, John. Was it was it like we needed? Did we need Britney Fox at that point? No, they came along too late. They're fine. Girl School's a fine song. Whatever. It, you know, it gets it gets put on compilations. You hear it now and again. It would pop up in the one o'clock hour of of Headbangers Ball. They're fine. I, you know what I mean. It's a, no one is going. You know what would be great? I'm going to put on some Britney Fox. Not yes, even the do. members of Britney Fox put on Britney Fox. Yeah, Colin, like, you the, only hear Britney Fox when it's when it's B day on the drive. Like, <laughs> like oh no, no, it's no in one, the A no order. One does that on purpose? <laughs> oh shit! Then we so on B yeah. days we have to go to like the other one too. Yeah, but like uh, I mean, yeah. look, we all love metal on this podcast. I can't. I can name like two Britney Fox songs. Uh, name them. Uh, girl school's one of them. Uh, school of hard knocks. Dude, you can they just have, make something up. You just make something up. Is there, is there another one about now? school? Come on, just I, uh, I gave you the one like a uh, house of pain. Yeah, there you with, go. We've got, got a lot of traction on MTV at the time. My, each, each one of you just Long say like a four-word statement that probably is a Britney Fox song. Yeah. Too little, too late. It's Britney Fox song. Yeah. Right. I, uh, yeah. I, I, coming at you. They're that's straight out of Philly, one. though. They're they're or, 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 or where uh you know where, where Kiefer and oh, his yeah. his crew came from. So yeah, fast yeah. love gone. And again, I, and again, like I, I I wouldn't want. Of course, we would never want this Girl to be gone bad. I live and I listen albums. to like a lot of <laughs> shitty music. Yeah, you do. By, by by most people's sort of like standards, All and that's air quotes yeah, right there. Like it's the like, general public. Yeah, so it's like Britney Fox, Guilty oh, Pleasure. They Fuck covered yeah. a Slade song. Wow. Yeah. But so mean, it's like, I don't know. They were trying. They, 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 they as really Colin would say, it's like you could totally love, you know, Britney Fox. But is there anybody oh, who's sucks, like their so. number one fan? Do they have a number one well, fan? Well, this, see here, this is what I'm talking about. Who's Who sat around and they're like, they're my favorite band? Nobody. I don't even think the guys in the band think that they're like they're the best band. They're like, hey, shit, this is better than pumping. I mean, gas, it's, it's right? entirely possible that these guys were just uh, they, like they, they just they, said, look, let's make the money we can, and they moved down. a lot of units, right? Yeah, well, that's because they worked at Walmart. <laughs> so, I'm just happy we've been talking did, Britney did, Fox for the past five minutes. That's did, nice. did, did we want while we're at it here like tony's got us like on b drive day with uh bullet boys so let's just like let's just trash knock that out while we're here yeah it's another knock band. it out so, so like, Tony wants to know, like bullet boys. hey what do you guys think of the bullet boys because Mark, talk that's where i imagine who, tony yeah. continue with from the last under? episode is a flea market david lee roth <laughs> Yes. Uh, the rest of the band's like a flea market white lion. They're fine. Hold on, we talking about like, I, you know what I mean? They had a single. People were like, "Great!" It's got the cover with the bullet going through the apple. What yeah. else came out this week? Like that. That's, that's right. the Bullet Boys. <laughs> that's the Bullet Boys. 
you know what? They got smooth a lot of, up in you. They got a lot of play on MTV and Headbangers oh, Ball yeah. for smooth up in you. Dude. Fuck yeah, for and sure. I, and what about the second song? Uh, yeah, that's exactly show, right. Bullet Boys, show <laughs> band and review. I was like, what second song? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I think the the second song was a cover of Money, right? Is that by money, Slade? Money, money, money. <laughs> yeah. What was their Slade song on their second yeah. album? Yeah. No, they no, they didn't cover Slade. They just covered yeah. That's who why does money? Do you, I mean, but, uh, they did put out other records after that. I think they put out a record called freak show after yeah. that i i, I obviously boys did, yeah, yeah i did not show. listen to that um because... see here's the funny thing though i remember them getting airplay but i remember them getting airplay in like 1991 like uh, this record came out in 88 yeah right like yeah. smooth up in ya. i remember seeing on mtv and like when i was in college oh for sure yeah Somebody so you were still... you were not in college at that point because i was still in high school. i was a freshman Oh, when, when Bullet Boys came out. No, 1988. That's what I'm saying. It's like they were, when I was in college in 1990, this was in heavy rotation at late night MTV. Oh, shit, yeah. And two years later, dude. Like they had another record out two years later and they were still playing this one. Yeah. No, and again, like they, they had like some really catchy songs. And if you, if, again, like I, I'm. Rock got the raccoons. Like you go back and you listen to the deep cuts, and with Britney Fox too, it's like there's some garbagey stuff in there, but it's like there's some tasty morsels in there. Yeah, I just I can't see. I can't see spending the time. I don't know, but like I I know like if you go back and you watch the video for the Smooth Up in You, and it's like. What do you mean, like, the guitar solo is sort of like a replacement or a symbolic sort of expression of the male orgasm? It's like, that's they've got, the one. Are we still that's talking about Bullet Boys? We're still talking about Bullet Boys. They've Apparently got, we are. They've got 28 former members. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Stumpy Joe. So we were all in the Bullet Boys at one point? Apparently. Only one of them. Only one of them's dead. Well... But again, uh, we saw them at M3 uh, with uh, the lead singer, Mark, and it seemed like a lot of the original guys, those dudes were like high energy, and they were like super positive and super fun. It was like a great show. What's the thing about these 80s bands? They still love cocaine. And again, they they were like looking trim like they were on cocaine, but they were like, you know, 50 plus. And these guys like put on a hell of a show. Uh, So like... Again, to go back to our previous question, it's like, all right. Well, dude, if you're going to get a piece of tail at Allentown Fairgrounds, you better be in good shape. No, that was in, it was at M3, so that was in Maryland. <laughs> you know, but like, yeah, that's a heads up for Allentown for the guys uh-huh. there in Bullet yeah. Boys. Like, get your shit, get your shit figured out. Uh, so we, 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 we packed two B's there with the, the oh, boys and sure Brittany Fox. And is that, is that Michael's beer. question? We skip Michael this round? Uh, no, whose question is it now? Well, I think David. All right, David, yeah. go for it. No, it's John. Is it? I thought All I was right. asking number three. Oh, I, th- I think uh, Okay, okay, Colin, go for number three then. Colin's number oh, three. Number I'm, just, I'm excited. One. Hold on. Let me it turn off. I've got, I've got bullet boys playing in my ears. Let me turn that off. Yeah, why would you do that? 
And the reason, I, again, I have an intro to this. So we went to go see Black Label Society this past Saturday night. Had a great time. Thought it was a wonderful show. And before that, we're getting some dinner. So I've got Michael, David, uh, Cherie, Michael's girlfriend, my buddy Shane and I were all at the table. And we're cheating ahead a little bit, just check, checking out some of these questions. And number three comes up. Who has the best scream in metal? Who has that comes up. That's a good question. It's a fantastic question. So, of course, I give my answer. Rob Halford. That's my yep. answer. It will that never change. Thank you, John. Hold on. <laughs> so I say Rob Halford. And just as John said, there's your answer. The whole table for the next half an hour is debating this question. And by the way, I was the only one that voted for Rob Halford. Every, I'm telling you, John. So that's you my vote. It will always remain. <laughs> Those are some of our podcast brothers. Oh, so, right. So, uh, so, so, so maybe, 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 maybe that's, that's, that's part of the, the question. Sort John, of. Is, John, is your answer Rob Halford or you had something yeah. else? No, I, I think it's Rob Halford. Mm. It's, it, dude, it's what he built his career upon. Like, I, I mean, I, like you can say his, King Diamond, his, but King Diamond's best, like. What's his best scream? No, King Diamond doesn't scream. King Diamond his best scream is the beginning of Electric Eye. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll give it a listen right now. Mm. Uh, the band is called Judas Priest. <laughs> uh, Search by song title. <laughs> They're under the J's. Uh, so we've been be taking, taking the piss out of David for like three years now, but <laughs> that's how that goes. But, I don't even know why I, you I, would I scream like, at this song. I think like a lot, a lot of the debate was like, what, what do you mean, like scream? Or like, or is is that like you're sort of like? consistent vocal delivery that you're like always high pitch screaming or did you have like moments where you could like you know a moment where you unleash the scream you unleash the scream it's not not that you all scream you have the scream that's how i take it but at the table we had but we had at the table we had votes for dickinson we had votes for dio we had votes um and and again i'm not saying they, they don't have incredible value Right, in, right, in terms right. of vocals i just to me when i think of somebody who is going to ozzy was mentioned at the table when you when you, when i'm when i think about somebody kevin dubrow was mentioned at the table because of the beginning of metal health i mean i, I they're all great okay. they're all great okay. moments but i was just like rob halford is you know he is the scream i mean that is heavy metals when does he scream it all the time. No, I mean, like, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. Did Judas Priest, Just, if you listen to it, uh, uh, actually type in type in uh, to the Dude, Google machine Dude, Judas Priest uh, free wheel burning. No, no, but you said electric eye, and I didn't hear him scream. I might have zoned out for a second. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, well, actually, electric electric eye is the uh, yeah, it's like the or Hellion electric eye. Uh, yeah, so. electric eye is the song. Yeah. yeah sometimes the they get combined. Because I'm a minute and forty two in, I didn't hear. Oh, it's at the well, that, that's all sort of oh, instrumental. Right. I'll start it with you. Yes. Yeah. So, well, so yeah. What, Michael, what, is once your you get your like, also Rob Halford. What's that? I'm I, I, again. I, I I'm not gonna like gainsay uh, Collins. Like and again, I think everybody's like first sort of like gut choice is like shit. It's it's the fucking metal god. It's, it's victim Rob changes has a good scream in it. Shit. It's like. Rob Halford sort of like as far as like death or not like uh, as far as like heavy metal goes it's like can you get away with this sort of stuff and like it's it sort of like uh, ram it, it down it, 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 it doesn't want to be sort of like 
mellifluous. It wants to be malevolent. It wants to sort of like, sort of like, I want to like sound like a hawk. I want to sound like a, a hawk made out of like. Sounds like Buddy Miles. Painkillers got a good scream. No, in see, it. I would say Painkillers is best scream. Yeah, that's a killer. That's a great metal scream. Yeah. Shit. But then again, so like, so can we consider like other vocalists who have? I, I, also has nobody great mentioned scream? Tom Araya? Yeah, like Angel of Death is up there with Painkiller. Angel of Death, especially for its time and its impact, great metal screen. Absolutely, I think that's that's sort of like Araya's sort of like trademark. It's like these words are not really that interesting as far as lyrics go. To like point back to like the previous question, it's like and sort of just like scream out something. It's like. Okay, that creates drama. That's theatrical. It's like that's we're that's talking. Awesome. But I mean, we're talking about like high pitched screaming, right? No, we're just talking about screaming, screaming, I, or howling, even, uh, or barking. I don't, well, know. I don't think I we're doing barking. They're, they're, I mean, Tom Warrior does have three different Facebook tribute pages for the noises he makes when he sings. Okay. Writing this down. <laughs> yes. Check but, out Tom uh, Warrior Facebook page. Yeah. But it's, but again, you can like start a new one. There, there, there are <laughs> the like a lot page. of there, there are a lot of great vocalists as far as like. Uh, uh, I, mean, I think goes. we need a list of good screamers first. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I don't think Halford is a bad screamer. I just don't. Is he the best? Well, do you, well, do you have something better? Well, I think Tom Araya is okay. a better screamer because he has a better, more types of screaming. But, but, but is screaming like the like a like a technique, or is it like sort of like a, a, a an attitude? Because again, well, like like, you, like for Tom Araya, you got Angel of Death, but then you oh, also yeah, then you've also got like the Before You See the Light, You Must Die scream, right? But what about like you, you? You can like consider like the high pitched notes that you get from like someone like Jeff Tate or Bruce Dickinson. I think Sebastian Bach is in this. Or Sebastian Bach, yeah, right. That, that's what where is I was that going. Singing Colin. or screaming? Like I don't, I don't count. You know, King Diamond because he's like, when he hits those know. high notes, he's singing. Uh, you know, not King, King Diamond is like straight falsetto the whole time yeah. through. It's like, I, and again, that's. That could be screaming, I guess, but uh, I mean, the guy from Clutch pretty much screams all the time. Oh yeah, no, that's, that's like a permanent point. state. Phil Anselmo's getting some love here. I'm reading this list: the top 25 screams, and Tom Mariah's on here. Phil Anselmo's on here. The guy from the Deftones is on here. Dio. I hate it when people. Throw Ian Gillen. Dio doesn't scream. Well, I, I, again, I, I guess, I guess that's that's where we're. Yeah, at. I, I mean, as far as like, how, how Chris do you? Cornell. Like, Maynard James Keenan. I, I think it's a. T- there's a lot of nuance here in what we're talking about. Like Angel yelling, of Death is the number one by scream. the way. It's got to be. Yeah, but I but, think you probably and, and pain, need to break. Painkiller is number two. That, these are the things you probably need to break down song by song. Because well, or, it's, it's, or performance by by performance. It's like it, 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 it's screaming like uh, sort of like uh, your. We're gonna have to end this question, but like, but like, is that like your sort of like mode of, of of vocal delivery? It's like I'm just going to like yell as loud as I can into the microphone, or is there like a a, 
a sort of like art to it. There's like, an art like, to like, it. Like, like, King, 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 like King Diamond definitely has a technique. There's probably somebody who said at some point, it's like, dude, you don't always have to sing that high. And he's like, I will. And he totally, totally did that. It's like, that's what I'm going to do. But, uh, you know, if you listen to the modulations in like, you know, Bruce Dickinson or, or uh, you know, Jeff Tate, it's like they, they can do like low baritone. Yeah, Jeff and Tate, yeah, But like, and, and Dio too, it's like, it, it, it's theatrical, it's dramatic. And there's something, because of the lyrics, again, to go back to our previous question. But, uh, you know, and and of course, there's always like somebody who howls, like uh, Klaus Mina in some songs, or even David Lee Roth, who gives like a lot of good, you know, sort of like screaming noises to like accent songs. So I, we're going to blame the question for like our inadequate answer. But we, but we had the answer. John and I have the answer. Yes. It, 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 it's, it, it, this question was answered in three seconds. Nice job, Colin. Okay. All right. Yeah, you too, all, John. Yeah. Next question. Right. Next question. I'll take the next question. I'll question find from Facebook. <laughs> what new metal bands are you listening to? The answer is none. Oh, come I on. I like old day. bands. Uh, you know, I'll I'll listen to some new bands now and again. Uh, I, I think probably the newest band that I've spent any time on in the past year would be Capra, because they were on the show and I liked them. You know, like David said, they're cool people, and so I I gave their music some time. Uh, but but what, but John, but like what what is what does new mean? It's like is it being like post ninety modern? Post-90s. I mean, modern. I'd say you know, bands bands that yeah current, but you know new metal. I'd say maybe a band that's probably like less than ten years old. Okay, right. All right. I, so what about what what about like Mastodon? Their new album came out last uh, week. They new? Yeah, uh, they're not. I, I don't really consider them new. They're I, not you new, know but I mean, at least they're modern. They're gigging. The new Limp Biscuit came out last week, by the way. Is that right? Uh, it is. Past. How is that? It's 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 all right. It's short. It's like you know <laughs> Van Hal- Van Halen too short, but it's, <laughs> it's I I I liked it. I thought some some tracks are pretty good. All right. Um, <laughs> is West Borland with is, the band? He is. Yeah. Yeah, I guess he's got to get stupid. On Friday night, I, I told you guys I was uh, I went to see In This Moment. They're not a newer band, but I think they're great. Did they uh, open for Limp Biscuit? They did not. You would consider Alien Weaponry a new band, yes, Michael? Yeah. Yes, uh, yeah. absolutely. They yeah. would. I do that's, like that. That's where I'm at. Right? Yeah, like it, it, we saw Alien Weaponry open for Gojira, uh, mm-hmm. and in between that was... Uh, how, how newish is Uncle Ass? Knock loose. Yeah. What's that? Uncle Acid, they're they're totally recent. And again, like I love like the the sort uh, sort of like stoner rock stuff. Yeah, I mean, like, you figure I mean, like there's there's it, it's funny. There's there's bands who are new and there's bands who are current. And I think that for the sake of this for the sake of this question, some of there's some crossover, right? Like you know, Bungle started putting out and re-releasing records that I think the records themselves are very current even though they're not new 
Um, I, I got a, you know, I'm with you on Capra. We saw them, uh, my wife and I went and saw them live here in Philly, and they were great. Um, and they played with another band who's uh, called uh, called Half Cross, and you can find them on Bandcamp, halfcross.bandcamp.com. They're great. They're super cool. And, they, you know, they were one of the opening acts, and I bought a cassette and t shirt. Cassette? Yeah, dude. That's awesome. Um, they were super cool. Um, really heavy. Um, lots of screaming, lots of heavy riffs and stuff. Um, their drummer has the fastest freaking hands and feet. Man, I was just mesmerized. Um, That's cool. That's and cool. Uh, and you know, I, I was talking to the guitar player a little bit. I think two of her, two of them, I, I want to say, are from California, and the other two are from Philly, and they're in Philly now, so they're a Philly band now. Um, they were great. Um, I'm with you on Capra. I'm still a little high on uh, Lost Society. Uh, they've been around for a while, and I've mentioned them before, but they're real good, like clean technical thrash band. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been really looking for a lot of music lately. Um, find, trying to like recapture the like where's the where's the great really great really heavy sound now like where is it going forward where are the bands that were inspired by the bands that I love and that I'm into and I'm I feel like I'm just starting to find them you know like we saw we we were all at this gig the other night and we saw Prong and I really felt like they haven't come they haven't moved the needle since I listened to them in high school. They sounded exactly the way they sounded in the 80s. And yeah. It was cool to hear the songs I knew, but the new songs just sounded like filler from <laughs> from their first couple of records. Um, and Obituary, those guys are old. Yeah, and yeah they totally are. It's, they totally, it's, they're our age, if not older. If we don't find... I mean, I, I agree with John. Like I listen to old music. But we have to. I think we. It's in. It's incumbent upon us to seek out the new bands, because otherwise, it's just going to be these like islands in history where there's there's nothing in between. There's nothing new, and then we get stuck with bands like in this moment. <laughs> that are like not a bad that. thing, though. Yeah, they you were know what? Those. But there is a problem that I have with the with some of these bands that the production on these records it makes them almost unlistenable. There's something they do to these songs that it literally it hurts my ears. I don't know what the heck is going on. Like I can tell that the music is good, but I can't listen to it. Um, the, there's some kind of modulation going on. It drives me absolutely batty. But. There's that a might band be, that might be a subjective experience. I disagree. Gone. Retort. Uh, <laughs> I, I, was just gonna, I was just going to change the subject to another band that I had found on Bandcamp called Against Evil. They're from India. Oh, I cannot pr- I cannot pronounce the name of the of the city that they're from, but a great thrashy '80s throwback. So check out Against Evil and Bandcamp if you're interested. Holy, in that holy shit! And for like people are who were like out there and listening to this. Uh, all six of you it's like you know metal is like a world culture it's like it and oh, it, yeah. it, it, it it takes place in oh yeah like this is good Mogadishu. It, it's there in india it's there in iran it's there in iraq there's like in israel it's it's in like place in japan obviously and all throughout africa and all throughout Europe, obviously, but it's like, so it always takes on this like weird dimension. So it's like, 
YouTube. Right. Check out metal and just like just tune into the shit. And that that's the thing too. It's like that and that's what I love about alien weaponry. So they bring in like some sort of like edgy sort of like heavy thrashy metal. And for me what I enjoy is like they add the sort of like post colonial sort of like context to it where the Maori, you know, culture is sort of like speaking back to like you know the dominant culture and sort of saying like this is what this is what our voice sounds like this is who our this is our identity and stuff and i think that's what metal has always been about but it i think when we think about like four white dudes on a podcast and shit it's kind of like oh that's not what it is and we've, we've, all, we've, we've all been to the shows and stuff too. It's like it's all white dudes toting around beers. <laughs> What's up, dude? What's up? Oh, I like your shirt. I like your shirt. I like your shirt. It's like you've been in New Zealand. Going it's like different different shows I go to. Yeah, <laughs> I like your pants. <laughs> I like your pants. That's yeah. That's what I get too. Uh, but uh, the next question goes to David. Me? Yeah, I mean, let's do it. Sure. All right. All right. Uh, I don't know who sent this question in, but uh, if someone in their 20s forms a band today or records metal tracks, maybe influenced, this is a long question, maybe influenced by the past, maybe not, how do you imagine it works today? If the talent lottery used to be that you form a band, practice, play out, get signed, get on the road, get on the radio, what do people do now? All right. For well, me, I think it's I, for me. I think it's you release all your stuff on social media, produce it yourself, and hope that you get picked up by a bigger label after you have some social following. Yeah, I think I think that's probably true, Colin. I think uh, I, I think a lot of what goes into a band, even more so maybe than putting out music, is playing live and trying to get out and play live as many places as you can. Um, that's how you build your following. That's how you get the people who come buy a t-shirt, who come buy your album on Bandcamp. Um, you know, I, I don't think any bands are gonna make that much money selling music online uh, these days, starting from scratch. Um, but I think you build your following in the clubs. You build your following. You play wherever and whenever you can, um, and 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 put that stuff online. Like you said, the social media. You know, play your shows. You put it on Facebook. You put it on TikTok. You put it on Instagram, and slowly and surely you build that following. I do not envy bands in 2021 trying to make it because uh, it's got to be tough, and a pandemic didn't help. Yeah, I mean, I think that that it's a good. I mean, getting stuff out there any way you can is good. But you know, it's so inexpensive to make products now that if somebody likes you, they'll buy your vinyl, they'll buy your T-shirts. I know Colin will say Colin will find somebody on on Bandcamp and he'll say, you know, it's pay what you want. He's like, I'll throw him a couple of bucks. You know, and there's plenty of folks with that attitude. I mean, I'm I'm listening to this band uh, against evil right now, and they've got hundreds of followers and lots of comments, and you know, international shipping on T-shirts, eight bucks. 
You know what I mean? Uh, and patches mm-hmm. and things like that. They've got three records out. You know, if you're making this stuff for nothing and you're getting the exposure that a band like this might be getting, you know what? You could do it. You know, and but I think, you know, John, you're right. You know, getting in front of faces, you know, I, I remember when I played either in cover bands or in or in original bands, get, you know, play gigs at bars and get people to drink and you're going to be popular. <laughs> you know, I mean, you'll be popular with the bar and you'll be getting you'll be getting on stage and eventually you'll be popular with uh, the listeners, hopefully, if you're if you're any good. Um but it does it does seem probably about as arbitrary as it ever was about who gets signed and who gets supported you know in talking to um, Tyler and Crow and some of the guys uh, the other guys in Capra you know they just can't say enough about the support they get from their label and from Chris Santos and you know, I, it it was rare years ago, and it's still rare to have someone so involved and so supportive. Um, so that's great to hear. But that's that's a diamond in the rough story right there uh, for both of them. You know, finding finding a label, but also the label finding them. So uh, to add a comment on that, I would I would say too, it's like. Uh, the thing that makes like a lot of the bands that we love like so legendary is like the hard scrabble life sort of like you know having to like rely upon groupies to like promote them or even like pay their rent and stuff you know, to, to that point um and you know nowadays again like a lot of those bands like physically had to like move to LA you had to like take your you know, you had to like, hey, we're three guys. We're from Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. If we're gonna get like any action, we have to go to Los Angeles and like surely transplant. I'm talking about poison, of course. And then uh, you know, try to like figure out like all these other configurations of like how this whole situation works and stuff. Nowadays, I guess you could all you could do it as we're doing it now just just do it digitally you know if, if you have like a good sound if you're a good musician you can put shit together and you can you have all this you have the technology that uh, none of these poor bastards had like 30 years ago 40 years ago so it, it, it's, it's a totally different game but but it's always been about the same sort of thing too it's like do you have a good song? Do you have a good look? Are you interesting? Are you edgy? Are you doing something that's going to like attract attention? So um, it, it's a good question from Dan uh, from Instagram and stuff. It's like, and, and again, it's like, it's it, it's unfortunate too because it's, it it seems like a random lottery and whatnot. But you know, if you get a lot of looks there on. Uh, all right, let's I mean, go to Sharif's question <laughs> number fourteen. This is long. Uh, yeah, I did. Mike write this. Jesus, I think uh, that wrote this. No, no. Sharif had you know thumbed that in when we were at the <laughs> at the place there in Stroudsburg. What, what are your thoughts called? and knowledge regarding the evolution of women in the industry? In the eighties, few women were successful and seemed to have 
uh, fit into an industry mold, sexy singers for the most part, Lita Ford, Doro Pesh. Now we have Hailstrom, Hailstorm and In This Moment and others, plus more female band members and other bands who have a heavier edge. As a metal fan female, it's great to see women be successful and be quote unquote harder metal than ever before. Also, do you know of any other bands with females to be aware of? Well, we just spoke about Capra. Right. Uh, and and Crow leads that band and she's fucking awesome. She's cool. Uh yeah. Um are we wait, are we starting with the end first or because I, I want to throw a ginger. J I N J E R. Okay. Right. Yep. Great, great band with this really strong female lead. She she they're, they're Ukrainian. Holy shit. People should see videos of that. That is I I've seen uh, go to YouTube. Again, it's like you mean yeah. videos of the ginger band? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's 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 insane stuff. It's so good. It's progressive metal again from Ukraine. You say ginger? Uh, ginger J I N J E R. Matter of fact, they're playing Harrisburg and Philadelphia coming up soon. Yeah. yeah. I'm busy. Yeah. The, the 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 performances I've seen on like like on YouTube are like holy shit. She she's a howler. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Totally unleashes, but, man. It's it's intense. Like okay, so she's, I, she's like she goes full scream and stuff. She's not like doing like some Pat Benatar shit. No, I like uh, the Pretty Reckless. Okay, I think I think they have some albums that are pretty good. Uh, they they're more hard rock. I don't know about metal so much, but they lean. Yeah, they're uh, good though. They're into metal. Yeah, they're good. They definitely um, lean metal. I agree with that. Um, who else? Well, I mean, I'll 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 throw out this this local band again, uh, who I think is is really great. Um, they opened for Capra here in Philly. Uh, the End AD, really really great band. They just released a video for uh, for a Judas Priest co- or not Judas Priest, a Deep Purple cover um, that is really good. Uh, but they've got they've got a woman who sings for them, and she's killer. She's got a great voice. Um, the whole band has a really good, uh, really good stage presence, intense sound. Uh, some some veterans uh, of the scene for sure in in this region, um, and and they're killer. They're killer. They, they no holds barred there on the singers, and I think that that's something that uh, that that we we're seeing more and more of. That there used to be that that assumption that uh, that female singers for bands needed to hold back a little bit that still needed to be a little girly and stuff um, and yeah. I'm not saying they're not but there's definitely not a, uh, a need to hold back you know, Arch think, Enemy uh, is another great example of not holding back you've ever seen Arch Enemy live man there's, there there's, was some, too. there's some metal channel that's like on the Roku or something that I, I was like homesick or something with a cold and i was just nothing to watch nothing to do and there's like a heavy metal like a free app or something that clicks into your roku and that was the first time i ever saw the butcher babies um right whatever that whatever that video that is for something's ball something whatever the heck it was everybody's wearing costumes like a halloween party or something um but like it's groove metal i guess that's what they do it was a good tune and um you know and they're super intense you know lots of good screams you know it's i i love a good scream um but yeah i mean i think that the more we see the better i'm all about 
I'm all about that. There was, uh, what was the video? Does anybody remember this? A couple of, it was during the pandemic. There was like a. Oh, we're getting nostalgia with the Chris. The, no, there was like pandemic. a Chris Cornell tribute video thing that like Kim Thayall was on it and they were doing like some metal tunes. Anybody remember this? Kind of. Oh. Didn't like Miley a, Cyrus do one of them? Maybe. Oh, gross. I think it was like dudes no, from Soundgarden were pretty on. good actually. When did, she did, she it. did it well. I don't oh, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm I talking about? Yeah, and I there were these two singers who sang like metal tunes, and I was dying. They were so freaking good, man. So like we go back to like the early where we come from, from like middle age, metal age period. Like, what girl or lady singers do we remember who were like iconic? Who were like Rita Ford? So there's Lita Ford, Doro Pesh, Doro Pesh, Joan Jett, Joan Jett, uh, Joan Jett sounds awesome. Is that it? Is that it? How about Cat? You remember Cat? Everybody Great in Big Cat. Shit, you guys like totally forgot Cat from like the back of the magazine. K A T Cat. She's playing Holy violin shit. She was so fucking awesome. I, I I think the difference between now and then is that then when a female was included in a band, no matter what part they played, I think it was a marketing ploy and or designed to have an impact sexually or whatever to, to, to make an impression. I think that now, from what I've seen, both uh, anybody can be in a band. It doesn't matter your gender anymore i think now when you get people together they say here's what we want to do and here's what we want to sound like and if and if a a female singer comes in and says i can nail that shit i think the majority of the bands now go no problem you can you can but i think before it was all the ploy it was all the what does she look like what can we get out of this how can we make money off of this like you know what what's in it for us as a record label to promote this i think now the bands are saying we just want to sound the way we want to sound and if that's a female lead singer or a female guitarist or bass player the iron maidens right all ladies you know there's a lot yeah. you, actually michael you've seen several bands lately that are that are very strong in the female um uh, composition could be all ladies or just maybe a few but you've seen a lot yeah. of them lately yeah. and again right. i don't think there's any anybody shaking their head anymore i think we're saying go for it be 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 who you are well, and again, I, I think that's a testament to like where, where, how, uh, not how far we have come, but like where we're, where we're at. It's like, so if there are bands who are like, like the Iron Maidens or like uh, Black Savage, Sab Bitch, uh, which all girl, all girl band that does uh, Black Sabbath or Les Zeppelin that does all Led Zeppelin songs clearly, but they do that shit. And then the Iron Maidens. I haven't seen the Iron Maidens yet, but like can't wait to see them. It's like, again, it's like they're 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 trying to like re, they're they're trying to participate and uh, reclaim a little bit of shit and they, they kind of like they tell on us a little bit. They tell on us that like we've excluded a lot of the the ability to persist participate in this culture in a lot of ways because otherwise because 
It's otherwise you have to be like Lita Ford and like what 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 is Lita Ford? Look, just look at the album covers. She's she's supposed to be like hot. She's supposed to be like you know you know that the, the sort of like some sort of like sexy lady that you want to meet on the street or in the high school cafeteria. So. Um, and again, we like this is like a neglected episode. Like there are like a lot of great women who have like participated in our musical culture who haven't like uh, I don't know have have been represented or, or whose voices have been kind of like marginalized a little bit. But uh, we're gonna move on to the next question. I think is if there's another question yet. Who's 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 got the next question? Colin? Back to me? Sure. <clears throat> all right. I'm going to take the last one. I'm going to go all the way down to the end. Number 19. Simple question. Who would be your dream podcast guest? So who do we want in the next 100 episodes to get us to 200? Michael, we'll start with you. Who would be the person you would pick me? on our podcast? Yes. Me? Huh. Oh, that's... that's, that's, that's Oh, that caught me off guard. I was like, "How about if we did like a You're not interview?" American. How about if we did an interview we with? Could probably get Paul Shortino. Uh, David, why don't you go? And we'll go back to my Bruce Dickinson. All right, Bruce holy Dickinson. shit! Have a chat with Bruce Dickinson. He is loquacious. Is he? He's doing uh, a spoken he's word a, tour. He's he better a lead be. singer from Iron Maiden. Um, I'm familiar. I've heard his name before clarify but like yeah he he's going on a, like a speaking tour recently eh. Eh. Okay. so david like uh who nail it down well i mean i i would love to have uh i'd love to have tom warrior on here of course he's uh but uh that's i don't um here, here's the thing I, I'll, I'll i'll break my break the, the fourth wall here for you i don't like to know things about stuff I like you know what I mean like when I go see a movie I turn my brain completely off I don't try to figure anything out I don't do any like pre-reading nothing like I want everything about the movie to be new to me when I see it right when I listen to, when I have a band that I like I don't like try to find out too much information about the bands I just enjoy it and that's it right um, so to say like having somebody I like, a band I like, like say something, you know, Tom Warrior from, from Trip to Con tell Kelly Frost, it would be cool to meet him. But I don't really want to talk to him a whole lot about the band. You know, I don't really want to know a whole lot of things about the I, band. I, I think that goes back to the old adage, right? Like never meet your idols. Never meet your heroes. I don't have any heroes. Or meet your I heroes. I just I think people you like, just never meet them. That's it. Just don't because do you're gonna you're, you're you're bound to be disappointed. They're gonna smell funny. They're gonna be dumb or smart or whatever. Colin? But I think. <laughs> Colin, 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 let's go for it. But I think. David's but I think it's, I Colin's think it's, gonna take us to the higher ground. I think as as far as as people, I'd really like to talk to. I'd really like to talk to the folks who have seen it all. You know, the David Lee Roths of our of our world, who like just come in and talk because. You're either we're either going to hear the same story we've heard before, and we will have just been among the people who've heard it, or we'll hear something maybe entirely new. Um, 
And I think that that's, you know, just be a, a stop along the way till that train pulls into pulls into the station for the last time. Um, that, cause that's all we can do. Yeah. John? Colin, Colin, what are your thoughts? Ideal. You're like, you're like fantasy. Well, I will tell you what I'm sitting with. Honestly, Zach Wilde would be my number one choice to talk to. Right. Yeah. But that's, a, but that's, a, but that's all fanboy stuff. Right. That's going to be, that's going to be me telling Zach how awesome he is and talking to him, you know, about, about his awesomeness for, you know, 20, 30 minutes. I, I think that if I really sit back and think what would be a strong interview that people would want to listen to, Blackie Lawless would be a good time Holy on, fuck. A, on an interview. Okay. Because I think there'd be a lot of controversy there. Because I don't <laughs> think that dude, I don't think that dude would play along just to get along. I oh, think no. I, I, no. You know, I, I, think, I think he'd start <laughs> spilling some stuff we'd have to clean up afterwards and really would lay into some things. And I, that would probably be, probably be pretty entertaining because I have a lot of wasp questions I'd want to ask him, but I bet you he would just go. Well, he'd yeah. go into like a lot of different directions. Oh, that's, that's what I'm that's, saying. That's... He'd just bounce around the room like a rubber ball. He'd be everywhere. And you'd have to try to corral him and, and try to figure out what he's saying. I, I bet Holy you that would be a blast. But again, I think that's the thing. It's like the curiosity of like wanting to know, like, uh, you know, it's like, who are you about? You creative artist, you, you fucking bastard. You like, <laughs> you carved out like part of my childhood, as it were, like Black Hill Wallace did. It's like, and then he's obviously gone through these permutations and whatnot. And, and now he's trying to like, well, now they got the the forty year wasp tour that's that's planned, which obviously just has like now like European dates, but like that's a good one. Like, so what questions would you ask Blackie Lawless? Call it. I would I would like to know more about. The <laughs> Are you so good at nut? <laughs> I would like what? to know more more about the the evolution of the music. You know, you start with the raw meat and the satanic looking you know and the crotch saws and all the you know all the the really over the top machismo stuff in the beginning and then you've got crimson idols and you've got kind of theatrical operatic kind of stuff then you've got uh, i don't know there's another way to put it abortion albums or anti-abortion albums and you've got uh you know hell dorado and goofy ass it's just he goes all over on these 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 wavelengths of, of strange concepts. And I would just like to kind of tie down a little bit more of like, where was your head at? Why would you make this album? And why would then would this follow? And how come you ended up with, yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to understand his, his just way that his brain has expanded over the years and, and why his music is, is so all over the spectrum of what you would expect from, if you look at the original Wasp, you would not expect half the stuff that they put out oh, as he no. as he changed no. and i'm just i'm just wondering how come he how come he mutated into all these different versions of himself hmm. yeah no and we, 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 we would probably find like some really interesting answers too so john like what do you got there for like you are gonna like fantasize well, about ha- like half this. of my answer was the same as david's i think david lee roth would be a great interview and and one of the reasons is i think you want someone who can talk but the other the other half of my answer would be sebastian bach those are both guys yeah that if you give them a wide berth they're gonna go 
Oh um, shit! Yeah. The thing, the thing I would like to hear David Lee Roth in an interview. You don't hear actual interviews that often with David Lee Roth. You hear yeah. sound bites from Dave, and you know, like like our Dave said, uh, you know, you want someone who's seen it all, and I think David Lee Roth qualifies. So you know, um, I those those are two guys that I would love to hear. You know, Sebastian is is very vocal he's vocal on twitter he's vocal anywhere you give him a mic he's happy to talk so so you hear more from him but uh you know dave dave it would be nice to peek behind the curtain we've talked about for the longest time how van halen was such a secretive band because because eddie really kept a vice grip on that band you didn't have news coming out of that band you didn't you know and so uh, you know, none of those guys have written books except Sammy. And so, you know, it, it would be great. You know, Crazy from the Heat doesn't really count. Like, it would be great to have an actual book from David Lee Roth. Yeah. Good point. It, it's funny that you mentioned that, John, real quick. So there's a, a Joe Rogan interview with David Lee Roth. And, yeah. and what's interesting, like you said, is you can ask him a question, but David Lee Roth is going to now direct the traffic of yep. the of the of the conversation. Yeah. Just because you build the road doesn't mean he's going to stay on it. Correct, and he'll yeah. and he'll. I mean, <laughs> I'll be honest. Some of the stories. I don't know about really, that, really, but I do know this. Right, right. I mean, some of the stories are actually rather interesting, but sure. he's not he's not being interviewed. He's orating and presenting what he wants to tell you. Yeah, and that's a that's a really good point that you brought up. Yep. All right, let's do one more. Okay, so right. uh, is it me? Sure. Sure. Uh, uh, so what, again, like, uh, I'll, we'll take up question four here, and I'm not again. sure who posted this up, but it's, but it's again, it's like a really interesting sort of like mm, situation. Like, it asks, like, so what new metal media are you following? And again, like, obviously we're here doing this podcast uh the friends that we are and obviously we have this shared bond we have this shared uh knowledge and whatnot but like i guess the question is asking like well how do you like stay up on like what metal is doing now shit 30 plus years you know so so david like what 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 do you do to like uh keep up on metal culture which is I, a weird I just thing, stay away it's, it's, anything it's, it's, it's that you involved. and colin listen to <laughs> i just <laughs> i just avoid that what you stay away from like rough cut and uh uh in the moment you've noticed so you go Sometimes. from like 1984 from to the current no 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 i mean honestly come on that's not true my um you know the the, the no i i mean i, I think the question I, is asking i think the question is asking honestly like there's no how there, do you listen, stay informed no, about like what's going on in metal these days there's no new metal media um if you're if you really want this is my advice if you really want to follow what's happening in metal create your own separate instagram account and follow the metal that you already like and then let it suggest things for you because the algorithms are pretty good right when you get on the you know the search page or the or the the shopping page on instagram 
the search page comes up pre-populated with things that are not things that you already follow and do, but related to things that you already follow and do. Any band worth their worth their salt right now is sticking up, you know, short clips uh, either of songs, of performances, or even their own members. I see it all the time because I I follow a lot of guitar stuff, um, mostly for parts and and uh, retrofitting things, but. Because of that, I'll I'll flip over to the search page and it'll be some guitar player from some local band or some independent band, you know, riffing or playing things, going through solos, sometimes teaching lessons because that's what they do. They'll show like a little trick that they that they taught their students or something, and that's a little rabbit hole that you can go down. Now it's 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 still a little echo chambery, right? Because it's defined by things that you already follow and things that you search. But it's a good point of departure. Um, you know, Colin often will say things like uh, Bandcamp. You know, he'll find a band. Uh, the the whole Capra thing that, that came up. How did you find them? It's some it was something that I never do, which is let the let let iTunes keep the the stream going because I'm not a big fan of listening to random yeah. music. Yeah. But that was how that happened. So I'm I'm still not running around listening to random music, but. That was a nice little uh, little accident to, to, to discover that. For me, it's mostly about finding bands to listen to. Um, and I'm, it's so hard. I'm trying to get out to more live music. I got to admit, I don't like, I don't enjoy live music. Um, oh, I, you oh I mean, me. Oh. I like hanging out with you, Colin. Oh, well, thank you. But And you, know, I, you, sir. But many times... It's like going to a live football game. You wind up staring at the screen the whole time. You know what I mean? Like you think, you know, for a hundred bucks to see this game, I could be sitting at home, drinking my own beer, eating my own food with better (laughs) seats. Um, But um, I'm trying to get out to some more local things and engage a little bit more with metal. Talk with curmudgeony John Harden. I, wow! I, uh, there's there's not a lot of metal media like that I follow. You know, I think uh, every once in a while I I spin through Blabbermouth or Metal Sucks. Basically, yeah. there, just there, there to, we go, uh, there we go. So there are actually like cultural websites that are, like yeah. devoted to like metal culture and like news bits. Yeah, yeah. News you know, I I, uh, I spin through those every once in a while while I'm on conference calls just to <laughs> sort of kill some time. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry, did you say something? Yeah, uh, you know, there's a, there's an old, old metal website called Metal Sludge that yep. it has been around, I don't even know how long now, 20 years, but their gossip board is a riot. Like, it's just, it's people that just they all love metal, supposedly, but all they do is talk shit about every band. <laughs> and so the, it's, it's, like, it's like Reddit for the metal crowd, but like just filled with idiots. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, so look at the look at the gossip board on. Yeah, Metal I'm Sludge. on it right now. That, yeah, <laughs> I mean that that is. Did you ever notice Quiet Riot are the most sad, pathetic band of all time? Dude, they do not <laughs> stop. That's it's every post That's just terrible. rips apart every band. Oh, but I don't Paul read Stanley that. gets That's savaged daily on there. Yeah. So and, and again, like uh, I think I think that the advent of social media has like sort of like. 
uh, amplified like a lot of people's feelings about metal culture. Colin, do you have like any sort of like media outlets that you go to, to like get your shit from, get your news? Yep. Well, like John said, I have all the, I subscribe to all the emails. So all the bandly, all the record labels, <laughs> I, I get all the pit stuff. I get all the revolver stuff. I listen to, and I'll pick little clips, metal injection. I get those every day. I pick all the little videos and clips. I watch a lot of videos, uh, YouTube stuff from metal injection. They always have a nice, a nice listing. It's all yeah. right in a row. You just yeah. pick them. Uh, Bandcamp. We talked about that. Like, like David said, I'm on uh, Instagram all the time and, and always eyes of the living, for example, is on there. I'm talking to Tim all the time about getting them on when their new album comes out so i try to do the social media and a lot of the emails and i just do it all day long yeah no it, it, it's almost again, like you don't have to work uh, it's almost like i'm not working <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, but it, but but and this is the amazing thing like we, we because of the age we are we go back and like oh we like dub tapes we like did like the whole you know you know tape you know trading thing but like shit like now it's like everything's available everything is available everything is open like all the information is available all the other sort of media is available if you didn't hear like the first wasp record if you didn't hear like you know to make a therion it's like shit you could just like click youtube to make a Therion. And there you got it. You didn't have to buy it. You there not all the sort of shit that you would have gone through like back in the 80s. Like, I don't know, am I gonna like this? Is this gonna be good? Is it gonna be cool? You could it's all there, everything's there. It's there. And, I, and and but again, like all this other news is always there too. It's like this is where our culture is. Our culture is sort of like you know, Vince Neil falling off a stage and cracking his ribs it's you know it's all this sort of like nonsense with like uh you just wait till d snyder finds out how many people are talking about vince neal and he's going to be out there falling off the stage cracking his ribs next he has his own Mm -hmm. house of hair website which is another one which answers the question too house of hair is i get like daily like feeds from them it's like that i man post them up too every once in a while you know, and there's coffee cups, well, yeah, and I there's think t-shirts, I, and there's the scarf. If somebody, if somebody could come up with the next circus magazine or hit parader that well, could reach people where they are, the way that those magazines did when we were standing around CVS waiting for our parents to get their prescriptions, um, they'd make it a couple hundred bucks. Well, well this, <laughs> and and this is what Al Gore has given us. Thanks, Al. Thank you, Al. All right. That's all right. Gonna... That brings I, us I think to that's the a wrap, kids. Yep. <laughs> that brings us to the end of listener QA part five. Next episode, episode 100 for 100. the middle aged metalheads. And we've, we've one got one fucking epic episode. We've got a big um, episode planned for that. Uh, we're going to get some drops for that episode. I'm inspired now. We'll get some Bro. drops. Get some drops. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, calling the boys from K-Pod. Yeah, I like. Uh, I, don't I, get that. I don't get that reference. That's you right. should. Uh, follow out. us on Instagram at Metal Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at M-A-M-H-Pod. That's right. Yeah. Uh, They're already here. 
Come join us on the Facebook page where, yeah, baby. Uh, where, old where people, people are. post fun every day for you to join. Uh, we'd love to have you for Colin Bossler, Michael Stamps, David Timoney, and myself, nope. John Harden. We thank you for listening. Please follow us. Uh, give us a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps grow the show. And we will talk to you next week. A lot of times I would tell people, you know, uh, I don't need drugs. I got rock and roll. You know, and it was like a, a it was like a, a, a heroin addict needs his fix. I needed to rock. But as a drug addict has to come down from a chemical high, so Kevin had to face the fact that heavy metal too was a false high. When the music stopped, he still had to face himself. So as this home video shows, when he made the decision to put his old lifestyle behind him, he went to great lengths to ensure he would never turn back. His friends were incredulous when he took his $20,000 music collection, over 1,100 CDs, records, and tapes, and burned them. Yes, burned them in a remote Texas field. And after I knew the love of the Lord, I could love my wife, and I could love my enemy and my neighbor, you know, because he loved me. Kevin Anderlin. Ladies and gentlemen, there are many of you right now. Maybe it's heavy metal. Maybe it's alcohol, maybe it's drugs, maybe it's some infatuation, whatever it is that's driving you, whatever holds you, Jesus came to set you free.